Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, July 24th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us. Nick, back from vacation tomorrow. You'll hear him around the station. Uh, he'll be in for Dylan with news, as we'll be down in Charleston to follow the Berkeley Post 14 Senior Hornets. But news of the day, not with the Senior Hornets just yet. Their tournament begins tomorrow for the state tournament. The state tournament for the Junior Hornets uh, was over the weekend in Bridgeport. A very successful weekend for this Junior Hornets squad. They bring back the 2023 American Legion West Virginia Junior State Tournament or state championship, excuse me. They beat Bridgeport 10 to nothing in five innings to claim that state championship. They went 5-1 and one during the tournament to finish the season at 24-4-1 during the championship game. Pitcher Grant Henderson allowed just one hit over those five innings. Hitters Alex Danner, Brett Pedersen, and Robbie Lopez combined for seven RBIs. It was a great tournament for the Junior Hornets in their kind of bringing them back for the first time in a couple of seasons and a very successful season that comes to an end at the West Virginia State Tournament. And I say comes to an end because, unfortunately, in the junior level, there is no regional or national tournament. But I close to the Berkeley Post-14 Junior Hornets. Yeah, great job by them. Uh, We knew they had talent. Has been an impressive season all season long when – we had the opportunity to go cover their games. Uh, they played 19 U teams, were able to beat them even as a 17 U team. And you knew because of the varsity experience on that team, even though they're a young team, they had a shot at doing it. And as you said, went 5-1. and one. And actually that one loss was to Bridgeport, who they eventually beat in the state championship. I believe had to beat twice because of that. And that one loss was a very bad one. It was 18 nothing, I believe. So you, you saw that and you started to worry a little bit. Maybe, unfortunately, Bridgeport's just going to be better. But they were able to bounce back, get the wins, and deserving. And, again, huge congrats to them. Yeah, big congrats to them. Trip was, I was texting with Trip last night. Uh, 41 runs scored by the junior squad on Sunday over three games, and they only gave up three runs. So it was a heck of a run down there in Bridgeport, and it's not just that final game. Ben Risenweber uh, had five strikeouts over three innings in that game prior. Alex Danner pitched a scoreless inning. And then the game against post-68 in the morning yesterday, uh, it was four and two-thirds innings of scoreless uh i guess technically five innings of scoreless ball obviously uh, but eight strikeouts for sven dupree who came in to pitch after grant henderson pitched only a third of an inning he only pitched two pitches i don't not too certain why he only pitched two pitches but he obviously came in in that final game to or he started that final game yesterday to uh get the win but i mean you look at the final overall numbers uh for this 
team in it was a excuse me 490 average for Taron Boyles in 49 at bats 78 at bats was Alex Tanner he had a 423 average uh, led it leading the team in at bats but I mean just an all around successful season for this junior squad that was filled with varsity players the young varsity players right it's no surprise to see that Grant Henderson had such a good outing out there especially at the end uh, and even if he had kind of an off game you know 10 runs is plenty of insurance to work with so the the bats came alive and he had a great performance lights out pitching and it's no surprise that they went all the way and won the state championship it just shows even though this year and we're about to get to it the senior team's really good this year also we've been saying as a shot to win states and the future's in great hands for the upcoming senior team now looking at this 17u team who eventually will be the 19u team hopefully if they all stay together and continue to play baseball and no injuries are had for any of them yeah i mean so obviously the, fact that the next two three years for the hornets looks very promising is something that's great to see yeah and i believe what are we looking at one two three four five six i believe six guys seven guys excuse me are gone from that senior team which includes colin reed because colin reed is an older high school graduate sorry about hitting the mic there uh, but if you turn, I got I was talking to Trip about this the other day because we're, he was talking. We were talking about the junior team, and he's like, "It's gonna stink basically because those younger guys are probably still gonna be stuck playing juniors if they're seventeen or under next year because they only have seven spots that are open." I think. Yeah, that'll make it tough. But at the same time, even though there's seven, we know even from this year, if guys are out or hurt from the guys that are coming back you you can see guys play on the 17u team and the 19u team depending on the day yeah uh but it's the rosters have to stick to a certain uh they they're stuck like you can't move them around right now right yeah not right now but Uh, during the regular season we've seen for example oviedo has played both not but but it was only the very beginning of the season he's really much stuck on that senior squad the rest of the season after a few games down on that junior squad but uh congratulations once again to that junior team unfortunately for them they can't compete at a regional or national level uh as juniors because there is no tournament as i mentioned earlier in the the show but turning our attention to that senior squad we were just talking about they are leaving for charleston today they got some practice in yesterday i was over at p.o faulkner park for a few minutes grabbing something out of the press box and they were hard at work there pitching coach sam Wallace was throwing bp i believe people were taking bp uh in the indoor uh facility as well over at p.o so it's definitely shaping up to be a good run down at states for uh the senior squad and they'll take on parkersburg post 15 tomorrow at 11 a.m our broadcast will begin at 10 45 a.m uh, live from the welch athletic complex at the university of charleston and uh obviously looking at this tournament bracket colin you have it put up on the screen there uh this is although berkeley is in this bracket right here it's they're about even basically yeah you look at minus the the losses which 
Obviously, Berkeley didn't get as many games in due to the rain. Uh, but they're, it's 2011-1 for Parkersburg and 19-5 and for Berkeley County. So win total nearly the same. Yeah, you look at this bracket, though, and each post that you see or location that you see is probably better said is where you think baseball in the Mountain State. You got Berkeley County, Parkersburg, South Charleston, Bridgeport, Potomac Valley, Wheeling, Morgantown, and then Charleston. So this tournament is going to be competitive no matter who the teams are playing in any situation any day. And that's what you like to see. When we've got to see post-14 play in these competitive games, they've still found ways to win. As we said for the month of July with the win streak, three of those games were via walk-off wins. So the fact that this team knows how to win no matter the situation hopefully helps them throughout this state tournament yeah and a little nugget there so you mentioned morgantown if morgantown goes on to win the state tournament the runner-up will also qualify for the regionals because morgantown is the host of regionals for this final season so as the host you automatically are in interesting did not know that yeah they were, that was like that last year. I don't know if they won last year, but I remember reading that last year as well. So just saying, if we get to a championship and you see the post-14 Hornets against Morgantown, they're going to make the region tournament no matter what. This is the last year that will happen, I believe, in the state of West Virginia because I don't believe regionals will be held in Morgantown after this year, at least for the foreseeable future. Again, I could, I'm could. i pretty sure I read that correctly last year. If I was wrong... Tripper Ethan will reach out to me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it should shape it up to be a good tournament. We'll be down there as long as the Hornets are down there. Shout out to uh, the mogul, Mike Hornby. Yeah, giving us a place to stay. Yeah. Should be fun. Uh, we're going to have a little fun down there, too. Uh, we're going to go to the Charleston Dirty Birds, Colin. Yep, go see the Charleston Dirty Birds and then do our best, depending on what time uh, post-14 games are, uh, potentially have some um of the sports mix down there yes i know wednesday if they don't play we will not have the sports mix because we'll have the nats game it just logistically is easier that way but uh, we might have some interview content for you out by the end of that day uh we're supposed to slated to have an interview on wednesday uh but obviously we're not gonna be in studio for that interview uh but uh, we'll keep you updated on that that will do it here for the first segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford and martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more on the other side of this break we'll be back wvu transfer news uh as well as the tbt west virginia regional begins tomorrow uh colin a little happier today because a guy is back that was slated to play in the blue and gold he's gonna play now as he takes his name out of the transfer portal you're tuned into the sports mix on talk radio wrnr tv 10 back in two minutes my thoughts to bark like hounds i focus on my breathing Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. When you're looking for the perfect gift, 
Look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old World Jewelers for a new age. Join us at the Berkeley County Youth Fair for eight action-packed days of fun for the whole family August 5th through August 12th. We're excited to welcome back Cole Amusement Company for our daily carnival. That's right, we said daily because the carnival will be open every single day of the fair this year. And don't forget, you can skip the line and buy your tickets online at ColeRides.com. Follow us on Facebook for Fair Week updates or download the new BCYF app. We'll see you at the Berkeley County Youth Fair. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this Monday, July 24th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here as. Uh, we get the news over the weekend, and I guess it's officially happened as well. So two major things happening, Colin. I went to go uh, read this tweet verbatim, and I guess it's no longer called Twitter anymore. Well, it is called Twitter, but the new logo is up from... Uh, yeah, I saw that last night. Now the, X. The logo hasn't changed Space, for me, though. Uh, it's on the website. I think they're going to do an app version probably coming, like a download, okay. like an update. But I just went to Twitter to look up don't the get tweet. Me, don't get me started on Elon Musk. And the X, right? Because it's SpaceX, Tesla Model X, and now it's going to be X. You're going to you're gonna exit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not calling it that. are going to exit because everybody's leaving it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not calling it that. I don't know. Uh, but Jose Perez announces over the weekend that he is returning to West Virginia, departing the transfer portal as that 30-day window, I believe, closed last week for players to enter the portals, and nobody else was going to leave. Uh, but Jose Perez is back as of Saturday. Uh, that's huge for the Mountaineers. Yeah, it is. It's a guy that, for those who don't know the story, was originally at Manhattan the Manhattan program unfortunately folded, so all of their players were actually looking for places. Perez, I believe there was one other player, I can't remember, uh, went to Morgantown to play for WVU last year, but the NCAA and its dumb rules and all that didn't allow them to play. They had to sit out the year for some reason, even though we have seen many other players in different situations that are not as extreme or as sad as this case, not have to sit out a year. And he appealed it, still lost, so he didn't get the play for the Mountaineers, but now has the opportunity to do so, and it's great to see. I, I hope he does well, and it continues to this number one transfer class of WVU that they 
say they have this year in the nation. And I'll get to that a little bit later if we have time. Yeah, and so Jose Perez to stay at WVU. They get another transfer in this weekend. Quinn Szelinski is how I'm going to go for it. A transfer from Iona. Obviously, Iona player leaves uh, because now I'm blanking on their coach's name. Patino left. Yeah, Rick Patino left. John's. Yeah, that's what it was. I was blanking on his name. So if you look at the current situation of this roster, it's him. Obviously, it's Jose Perez. It's Raekwon Battle, the transfer from Montana State. Jeremiah Bremby, the transfer from Florida State. Jesse Edwards, the transfer from Syracuse. Uh, Josiah Harris. Um, Kobe Johnson. Kirk Kreisa. Uh, Omar Silvero, uh, the transfer from Hofstra. Patrick Sumanik, uh, the Triton College transfer. And then Seth Wilson. That is the current roster for the Mountaineers. Well, yeah, on Jose Perez, when it comes to him actually coming back, it only makes sense for a lot of the guys that, you know, when your coach changes from, you know, who it was going to be when you thought they were coming in, when when you were coming in, it only makes sense for a lot of those guys that, yeah, they're going to jump into the transfer portal because you have to get into the portal to uh, talk to other teams and see if anything else is another option for you. But it would never it's never a guarantee that when a guy gets into the portal that they're actually going to leave. Like we saw here... Was it last year, over a year ago, that Tyson Bajan at Shepard got into the transfer portal, and then he went and talked to you know WVU in Maryland, and then he decided to come back. So I mean, you just you have to go into the portal to explore those other options, and he did, and just he decided to come back. So it's good for him, and they, West Virginia is keeping together at least a good portion of these transfers and recruits that they thought that they were going to have before the whole hug and situation happened yeah and i think that is maybe like i i think specifically for this situation you look at the nil available and i think that that may have been a reason he decided to come back because of the nil he received from wvu is not really comparable at a lot of schools because wvu's nil trust for basketball specifically, huge. And you see Toothman Ford, they're coming in clutch all the time trying to get these guys to stay. I believe Jose Perez actually got a car from them, I think. Yeah, Toothman Ford's done a lot in just the entire Country Roads fund for the NIL in general, I believe, is actually a like top five fund in the uh, entire country when it comes to NIL deals. So it, it could have played a factor if any of the other schools couldn't match or give something a little more enticing to any of these players that we have seen enter and then come back or just choose to stay in the first place and to quickly get back i want to hear what you guys think because you've heard it time and time again before the situation it was the number one transfer class in the nation coming to wvu but at the same time how much does that i guess carry over to being a almost number one team in the country just because you have the number one transfers doesn't mean you're going to be the top team i think it puts a lot of pressure on them it puts a lot of pressure on them for sure but where do we truly see this team with this number one transfers coming in can it be a top 25 team a top 15 team top 10 team i don't think we know kind of just started going into my brain is yeah they got the number one transfer class 
but does that mean they're going to be a true top 25 program from the start of the season to the end of the season and we see them make a good run or just because they're good transfers doesn't always mean it's going to be a good team it's hard to know for sure because you can put a bunch of guys who were good where they were together on a team but what's the chemistry going to be like between and how are the pieces going to all fit together especially with a new coach uh, now that they don't have Bob Huggins and it's going to be a first time head coach at this level at the very least so we don't really know it's hard to really predict and project what this team is going to look like because these guys haven't played together and they haven't played for this coach and this coach hasn't been a head coach and it, it's probably just going to have to be a wait and see sort of thing yeah I just think it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on this team especially because when they get those nationally televised games that's all they're going to talk about and Bob Huggins it'll be the recruiting class and the fact that Bob Huggins is no longer the coach yep and that Eilert is taking over, although Eilert is a Huggins guy through and through, I guess you would say, as he's stayed there and been true to him when it comes to staying on his staff. I just think it puts a lot of pressure on this team this year to perform, but it would it's also an excuse for them to not perform. If they don't have a good season, I think you chalk it up to, oh, Bob Huggins left them high and dry, essentially, because of what he did. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, even if it is what it sounds like, the number one transfer class, they go out and do well. Is that enough to compete with the Blue Bloods like Kansas, like UNC, like Duke? You name them. Is this a team that can go out and beat them for a chance at another Final Four like all these fans because of the number one transfer class hope? That will be something that we will have to find out when basketball season comes around, which is what, November? Yeah. Yeah, it will start in November. So that's months away from being talked about. But uh, you're tuned. This is, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just on Blind Store any longer. Get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We come back, we'll be joined by... Former Washington Patriots head football coach currently, or well, as of tonight, will be voted uh, at the board school board meeting as the athletic director at Spring Mills. And that's Glenn Simpson. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Really? Yeah. I'm going to call my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done. <laughs> the Traeger Connect experience. Everything you need for epic flavor. And then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Panhandle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WVU Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern Region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection that bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Nick on vacation through the rest of the day. He's coming back from Florida, but now we're joined on the phone by the newly named athletic director at Spring Mills High School. How are you doing today? Coach Simpson, still going to call you that. That's just what I've called you for the last two years. How are you doing, Coach Simpson? I am doing well. I'm living the dream, fellas. How y'all doing? We're doing great. And a couple months ago, I had seen that you, uh, I think it was Mark Salfia had posted that uh, you had accepted an assistant principal job at Spring Mills. And then here we are a couple weeks ago, you were named, uh, not only you, you move over from assistant principal, but also add in the athletic director tag to that. Uh, How does it feel to have a new job and uh, now be the coach of the coaches? Well, uh, when, I, when I tell you I'm living the dream, uh, that's, that's exactly what it is. When I started down this career path in, uh, with an administrative degree, uh, this is the way I'd hope to use it. So uh, being in the, having the opportunity, first of all, to work at Spring Mills was, was awesome. Um, getting then the opportunity to move over into this seat with this responsibility uh, within uh, the athletics department is a dream come true. Coach Simpson, Colin here. First off, congratulations on the new opportunity for you. Looking forward to still getting to interact with you while at Spring Mills throughout all these sports seasons. Uh, just tell us, I guess, how originally the assistant principal job came to you and now with Riser leaving, having the opportunity to become the athletic director. Well, it's just, uh, you know, throughout this, this industry, you know, uh, people uh, make decisions and, and uh, for, for a multitude of reasons, a, a position opened up at Spring Mills High School uh, as a, an AP, an assistant principal, and, and uh, I looked and took an opportunity to apply for it and, uh, and uh, you know, was, did well enough in the interview that that uh, the administrative staff here at Spring Mills, uh, Mark Salfia in particular, uh, felt comfortable with me uh, being a part of the team. Then, uh, you know, so I, I was all geared up, ready to go, ready to, to do the job in the, uh, in the front office. And then uh, 
Coach Reiser got some opportunities, uh, fell into his lap, and uh, you know they made him an offer he just couldn't refuse down south. So this position came available, and uh, they asked my thoughts on on uh, if I'd be interested in athletics, and I jumped at it. Hey, Coach Dylan Bishop here. Uh, now that you are in this position as athletic director at Spring Mills, what what are sort of some of the things that you have, you know, looked at so far or early on in the process as the things that you want to get to work on uh, first once you get into that office uh, to work on in the athletic department? Well, the the main thing for me coming in here is is learning systems. I, I have to. I have to lock down uh, the way business is done here from this position. So, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not coming in with any kind of mandate, looking at sweeping changes and and those types of things. Uh, I'm trying to get my sea legs under me a little bit, understand uh, how things how things operate, and then as I go through that process, I'll be uh, you know, looking at the way things uh, can hopefully be improved to, to make things better for our coaches and our athletes. And obviously coming over here, I'm assuming since you haven't officially taken over that role until it's voted on tonight at the board meeting, a new volleyball coach was recently named uh Turn, turn over there at that spot. But uh, the football, it seems like all these programs, they're coming into great – right now that you're kind of going to be able to take over the lead on all of that uh, but a new coach in volleyball you have obviously coach sims returning in football and then uh soccer obviously is is a great program at uh, in both boys and girls at spring mills what's the fall sports looking like for you when it comes to uh, have you met with the coaches and things like that yet that is to come i have uh reached out to all of the coaches uh, I haven't had the opportunity yet to meet them all, but but I'm going through that uh, daily, uh, meeting with new coaches. Um, you know, it, these are exciting times for Spring Mills. Uh, we've got great programs. Uh, we've had for such a young school, the uh, there is a tradition of success here. Uh, we've had many programs do many great things. Uh, it, regionally and at state level, so uh, the the outlook for athletics at at Spring Mills is uh, very bright indeed. Coach Simpson, uh, before obviously the change here with the athletic director position, Wayne Riser taking the role last year talking to him at the end of the school year, he, he was mentioning numerous projects that he was wanting to do during this uh, summer going forward with his position up until he took the new role in South Carolina to go coach baseball, some of those being new turf for the football field or press boxes um, for the baseball and softball fields. I know you're not officially at that spot yet, but have you had any time to, I guess, talk with him or Mr. Salfio or any update in general about those projects and where they are at right now? Uh, no update at this time for any uh, capital improvement projects. Um, I know there have been some things completed inside the building uh, over, over
over the course of the summer. Uh, the, the projects that you have mentioned, I am not, uh, I have not been brought up to speed yet on where we're at with those uh, particular projects, but it, it's exciting. The, the, the way Coach Reiser, uh, you know, he had a vision for what he wanted to see here. And uh, he he's a mover now. He he uh, made some things happen, and that that's been good for our programs. So, coach, obviously you're a football guy, and I, th- I believe we are a day away from being a month away. You know, as it's July 24th <laughs> from football season. So, what are you looking forward to from the uh, Spring Mills football team specifically? Well, I'm looking for a, a great uh, show. I expect uh, this program, uh, this uh, this team, to be very entertaining. There's a, a lot of talented young men in this program, and it's not just the football. I mean, there there are there are talented young men and women all throughout the uh, the building here. You know, our sports programs are are very good, and uh, so I'm looking forward to. Put to these coaches and and these young men and women to to put on a show that their uh, community proud of them. You know, I I have the fullest faith and confidence in Coach Sims. Uh, I've I've known him for a couple of years. Uh, competed against him. I, I know what he's about, and I know uh, what he's what he's uh, building with the with the program. So, you know, I expect great things. I, th- I think this is going to be a, a wonderful year for Spring Mills football and Spring Mills athletics. And you talk about the other sports there. Uh, you know, looking at girls' basketball, obviously they went to the state tournament last year. A lot of turnover there when it comes to uh, players deciding to uh, you know, go to different schools. And then when you look at boys basketball, they're on the rise as a program under Coach Samples. Uh, what are you looking most forward to about basketball season? Well, I think uh, I think we have just a wonderful venue here. And the product that has been put on the court has been very exciting. And and I think we're going to we're going to have a lot of fun this year. I think our, our, like I say, our programs are going to be entertaining. They're going to be competitive. Our our uh, our fan base is a very excited fan base. So nothing but great things. And coming from a school like Washington, obviously that's a newer school to a school like Spring Mills. Uh, what kind of things can you take from you know coaching football at Washington, a, a school that is you know you know not more than fifteen years old, to a school that's just about just over ten years old when it comes to kind of the fans and trying to get kind of I guess more of an alumni base to help out teams and things like that. Well, that's always. Uh, been a challenge for uh, for Washington in particular, and and I'm sure Spring Mills is is a even much newer facility than than Washington was. But you know those those things take time. You know we're talking the people who would that first graduating class would be around you know, 27, 28, 29. So they will be hitting their, uh, 
you know, they, they will, they're ascending professional careers, if you will. Um, you know, they'll be hitting those marks. So developing the, the alumni association, particularly in, in athletics, I think it's important to reconnect uh, with those young men and women who, you know, started the programs here and, uh, you know, make them feel welcome, know that, that they're, they're wanted and, and uh, that their school still needs them and that, uh, you know, we, I'm sure they all want to see great things uh, happen for Spring Mills. So bringing them in and, and making them, once again, a part of, of this great tradition that has been built at Spring Mills I think will do wonders for the school in general and uh, athletics in particular. We're joined on the program by Glenn Simpson, the soon-to-be Spring Mills athletic director, former Washington Patriots football coach. Coach Simpson, the biggest change so far this year in high school sports has to be the transfer portal, it seems like, as hmm. we've seen different players, no matter what sport it is, already making the moves from high school to high school within the state and even some from out of the state. Just wanted to get your opinion on this new rule as well as kind of just how difficult, I guess, it's been to truly jump in and learn all the aspects of it. And now for you becoming the athletic director at a high school, having to learn it and figure out what to do. Well, I am I am just a little bit behind the curve on issue. However, it has always been my belief, my philosophy that, you know, uh, parents are going to make decisions that are in their best interest, as they should. You know, this the the young men and women that they entrust to the to the school system are their um, their prized possessions. So I don't fault any parent or, or player for making a decision that they think is interesting. Now, I do believe that if you build a program that the community can be proud of and you create an environment, a culture, a climate where um, they feel wanted and safe and uh you know, valued, you're going to bring in more than you lose. Glenn Simpson, our guest, newly named Spring Mills High School Athletic Director. Thanks for the time, Coach Simpson, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. It was my pleasure, fellas. Thank you so much. All right. That was head coach, well, not former head coach of the Washington football Washington Patriots football team now newly named Spring Mills Athletic Director. It's going to take me some time to do that because we've been talking to Coach Simpson for two years as the head coach at Washington. I'm still going to mess that up from time to time. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to call him coach. You know, he's always going to be, he's always coach. Yeah. Once you once you're a coach, you're always a coach. Yeah, it's uh, very true. That will do it here for this segment of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Coach Simpson for coming on with us. And uh, segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on this side of this break. We'll talk a little TBT, then we'll talk some baseball. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back for the final segment in two minutes.
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The future doesn't wait. Why should you? Blue Ridge Community and Technical College offers over 60 degree and certificate programs in education, IT, culinary arts, engineering, and so much more. Small class sizes, flexible schedules with evening and online classes, affordable tuition, plus financial aid is available to those who qualify. Now you can go to college. Visit us online at blueridgectc.edu. That's blueridgectc.edu. Stop waiting and enroll today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. When the sun goes down on my side of town. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your July 24, 2023, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson of Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us for the next 10 or so minutes. What are you pointing at me for, Colin? I wasn't trying to point at you. I clicked the mouse three times and... For some reason, it wasn't working until that third time. Oh, okay. So I thought I, I did something wrong there. Nope, I was just getting frustrated. <laughs> I was like, what did I do wrong? I'm, I that mouse is frustrating. Yes. Uh, we're, we're on. We have audio. I didn't think I did anything. All right. Uh, before we hit talking about baseball, we'll talk a little TBT. That begins. The West Virginia Regional begins tomorrow. Uh, Best Virginia, they will take on. Who do they take on, Colin? I don't have the bracket up. Um, Can't remember off the top of my head, so I'll pull it up. Believe that uh, they always that Pennsylvania team. Yeah, they always set it up so that they can play. Heard that in the second round this year, it's heard that or what is it? The zoo. It's yeah, the pit the alumni crew. crew. The yep. zoo. It's the zoo crew. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, but this year, yeah, we'll see who they got in the in the first round as well. The boy it's, dream. The boys dream. That's yeah, there you is. go. Uh, that'll be tomorrow, seven p.m. You can catch that. I believe they're all on ESPN Plus. I believe that's correct, right, I believe Colin? you're correct in that. Yes. As far as I know. Uh, for the West Virginia Regional, they're on ESPN+. And then when you get past that, I think it's on ESPN. 
Uh, but uh, heard that will be the second game at 9 p.m. And we were a little bummed out that we're going to Charleston tomorrow. And there is it. The TBT usually has been in Charleston for the last two years. Was slated to be three in 2020, but obviously due to COVID, that got pushed to a bubbles type situation in Columbus. Uh, but uh, instead of the TBT in Charleston, Colin, I told you this before the show. There is an indoor tennis championship. The IIHF, I believe, tennis tournament is in is at the Charleston Coliseum this week. So TBT got bumped for a tennis tournament. Yeah, or vice versa. Maybe they were already looking for somewhere new, and because they chose Wheeling, uh, the tennis tournament went in. I don't know the full nope, details. I do okay. remember when this came out. Tennis is doing numbers, man. I, I remember when this came out, people were mad that it wasn't there, and I guess there was a scheduling conflict, and it's because... Of tennis. Of tennis. The international... It's Okay. It's not even tennis, Colin. It's not tennis? You said it was tennis. Is it's, it table tennis? It's the ITTF Pan American Youth Championships. So it's table tennis. International Table Tennis Federation okay, Pan American so Youth. Which makes sense as to why it was inside, because you originally said tennis, and I was confused. I'm like, how can you fit indoor multiple tennis, tennis courts It runs inside? all the way through July 30. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was going to yeah. say, like, did you see those Wimbledon Wimbledon ratings? of Tennis, you got to bump, bump TBT for tennis. But. That's true. I don't know what ten- table tennis ping pong is doing uh, on TV ratings. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was. I was going to see if there was any uh, concerts or anything going on while we were down there, and I was like, "Wait, that's where the TBT would be. What are they scheduling instead? Table tennis." So everybody that was frustrated can be frustrated about table tennis. Uh, but it, the TBT this week should be good in char or excuse me in Wheeling and Saturday will be the or was it Sunday the regional final that they're coming they're taking Syracuse and coming to right the teams out of Syracuse the thirtieth the thirtieth which is Sunday right I believe so. yes Sunday the thirtieth so it should be a good uh, tournament. When we have the show, we'll talk about it this week, obviously. Not sure exactly what dates we're going to have the show this week uh, due to the Legion State Tournament. Uh, But before we get to baseball here, uh, this hasn't been talked about a lot. And I saw it on social media the other day. Uh, So years ago, the New Orleans Saints used to come to the Greenbrier to do their training camp. Mm -hmm. Then they stopped. And then I think, was it during the COVID year maybe, or 2021, the San Francisco 49ers had a game at twice on the East Coast in back-to-back weeks. So they ended up setting up shop at the Greenbrier for a week, practicing at the Greenbrier. Well, there's training camp back at the Greenbrier this week. The Cleveland Browns are spending their first week of training camp at the Greenbrier. Did not know that until yesterday, and they had come Same. in on Saturday. And Friday and Saturday. That's pretty interesting. So the state, the Greenbrier bringing in NFL teams once again. Yeah, I heard about that. See how they do. Not really big Browns know it all at all. Don't really follow them. But it is good to see, I guess, uh, teams still at the Greenbrier. I think they said it was to kind of get away from the distractions of Ohio and go to uh, looking to avoid outside distractions and perhaps forge better chemistry among players. Training camp opened on Saturday. I'm not too sure if it's open to the public or not. Oh, that's crazy. Do they have like a player who would be an outside distraction or something? Maybe their quarterback? Do people have questions <laughs> about their 
when people have something other than football questions to ask their their quarterback, is that I wonder? Perhaps I did hear them say. Why would they? they why would that be a concern? They chose the Greenbrier because it was landlocked, so there would be no opportunities for players to go anywhere else to do anything other than the Greenbrier. There's no opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about yeah. that completely. I, I did that hear was that out of my head. But that is hilarious. Oh boy! But you want to uh, go say hi to Deshaun Watson? Uh, I don't want to. I I don't want to be within 500 feet of that man. A lot of people feel that same way. Yeah. Uh, but turning our attention to the MLB, the Nationals get their first sweep of the, of the year, I guess in the last two years, since 20, June of 2021. They sweep the Giants this weekend. Uh, it was a good weekend to be out at Nats Park, that's for sure. So the fans deserve to win at home because they're not good at home, Colin. I think, excuse me, we've discussed this before. Uh, but the Nats swept the Giants in a three-game weekend, set 5-3 Friday, 10-1 Saturday, 6-1 yesterday. It was the first sweep uh, since June of 2021. Manager Davey Martinez was happy the team was able to be- break the streak. Here's Davey Martinez. Go out there and play hard, you know. And, and look, we've won, we've, we've won quite a few series already this far. The goal is to come out and try to win the first game of each series and go from there, and uh, we'll see what happens. So, you know, they'll, win, they'll come out and win all three against a, a really good team. It's very rewarding to these guys. Like I said, they, they played with their hair on fire this weekend, and it was a lot of fun. The Nationals. And the Nationals, they're back in action tonight as they start a three-game set. Uh, it'll be 7.05 tonight. Against the Rockies, pregame coverage begins at 6.35. Then it'll be 7.05 tomorrow and 12.05 on uh, Wednesday. 12.05, unless we have a Hornets game, a post-14 Hornets game, we will go on the air at 11.35 from the Nats Radio Network and have the in game in its entirety. Uh, the Rockies come to town. Do you know what that means? Brenton Doyle gets to yeah, that's right. play in front of his home uh, probably his family. I would venture to guess his family and players or Got you know to. coaches from Shepherd are going to be there as well. Yeah, you would think at least that'd be nice for him. Yeah, it's a nice homecoming to see. Yeah, uh, the Orioles uh, they're still in first place after the weekend. Yeah, look what Spencer, we see what Spencer did here. He giving us about ninety seconds to talk about the best team in the American League. I only did that because I had audio to play from Davey Martinez. I uh, excuses, excuses. That's all. I you guys do. don't give me audio from uh, whoever the Orioles manager is. Well, sorry, they're affiliated with somebody else. You can still play audio. That's because Brandon listening to Brandon Hyde talk is like uh, having a lullaby sung uh, sung to you. So uh, <laughs> it's true too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they beat the Rays three out of four, which is fantastic, and they're just they're back. We're so back, Colin. Hopefully it continues to stay that way. This team playing great baseball. As Dylan said now, the best record in the American League. I believe only three games behind the Braves in the National League. This this team's good. Fighting for a pennant. Do they go after Otani? They're Probably not going after not. anybody. The, uh, they, somebody from the organization said yesterday they're not making any significant roster no one, moves. No one huge. That's what Buster Only was basically. I think that was his way of having the Orioles sources tell him just in the nicest way possible, make sure people That's why know. they get a guy with a seven-something ERA We're not as a pitcher. for Otani. Listen, they need more... a re- home run on the first pitch. They need more relievers still, even if right. Fujinami ends up good. Hey, he, he has a seven-plus ERA, right? Well, it's he right. started off 
off as a starter. His uh, Once they moved in the bullpen, it's been better. Yeah, but then he gave up a home run on the first pitch, right? Yeah, it's not great. It's okay. All right. It's okay. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to new Spring Mills Athletic Director Glenn Simpson for hopping on. No show tomorrow. We'll be on the air with Hornets Baseball at 11 or 1045. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Pui saying so long. We'll talk to you sometime soon. Support our local community and bring you the latest local news, local weather, and local sports. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Bowling Waters.